coming to you from the Bates Cat House at the Good Shepherd Humane Society Adoption Center in Eureka Springs, Arkansas. This is the Good Shepherd Podcast. Thank you for joining me for the Good Shepherd Humane Society Pet Podcast. I'm Cole Wakefield, Director of Animal Services for Good Shepherd. Today, we are going to talk with Jackie Roach, who's spearheading Best Friends Animal Society work in Northwest Arkansas. But first, I would like to talk with you about Alan. Alan passed away earlier this year. He was 82 years old, and at some point in the decade prior to his passing, Alan came to Good Shepherd looking for a dog. He was looking for a specific dog. Now, this was before we were able to list our pets online, so we had bulletin boards all around town with pictures of dogs and cats looking for homes. And Alan, during one of his trips to town, saw a picture he liked. He took it off the board and he brought it to the shelter. Now, the dog he noticed wasn't a fancy breed. She really looked just kind of like any other local mutt, but something about her picture spoke to Alan. It's important to note that Alan wasn't a typical person who visits Good Shepherd. He lived alone, miles from town, on an isolated lot on top of the hill. His home was a shack that looked kind of like he'd built it by hand, and the shack had one room, and there was a wood stove, a chair, and books just piled up to the ceilings all around. His kitchen sink was outside, and his bedroom was a converted school bus. He had a well, but no real plumbing to speak of, and he did have electricity, but really not much cause to use it. Up until his final years, he even refused to have a phone. Alan just wanted people to leave him alone. Now, when Alan came to Good Shepherd to adopt a dog he spotted on the bulletin board, there were a million reasons why the staff could have denied his adoption. His living conditions didn't meet the standards that we might have thought they should have. He didn't have a fenced yard. He had a long beard. He was a single male. He would have a hard time securing neighbor references since, well, he didn't talk to his neighbors. Any number of reasons we could have said no. You can't adopt this dog. However, here was a lonely man seeking companionship of a dog, and we had a dog that was in desperate need of a loving home. Now, I wasn't here when it happened. This was long before I came to Good Shepherd, so I don't know exactly what took place. But we do know that it was decided to allow Alan to adopt the dog, Betty. We can fast forward now to January 2021. I received a call from someone who introduces herself to me as Alan Cruzan's niece. I had no idea who Alan Cruzan was. As she explained to me that her uncle had passed away and that Good Shepherd was named as the executor of his will and the primary beneficiary of his estate. She also said that there was a dog out on his property. A neighbor was dropping food off of the dog, but the police were afraid that the dog was vicious and that no one could get near her. That dog was Betty. They thought Betty was vicious because when they found Alan's body in the front yard, she was guarding it and they, she would not let them near it. They had to scare her off so that they could take care of Alan's body. Well, the truth is Betty wasn't vicious at all. She was just a confused and scared dog. And we were able to work with her, go up there a few times and, and gain her trust. And once we did, she turned out to be one of the sweetest dogs we'd ever met. Now, Alan may not have been the best at taking care of himself, but we do know that he took excellent care of his dogs. When we were going through his things, we found rabies tags and vet records spanning decades from dogs that he had owned. In his wallet, there were three pictures, and that was it. There was one of the ship that he served on in Vietnam, and there was one of the first dog that he had ever owned, and there was the bulletin board card of Betty. We know that Betty's life was better because she was adopted by Alan, and we know that Alan's life was better because he had adopted Betty. 
And Alan went on to improve the lives of countless other dogs through his final gift, his bequest. He may have lived like an impoverished hermit, but the $60,000 we received from his estate helped us through the COVID crisis. Betty came back to Good Shepherd, where she was loved and cared for. She got all sorts of attention from the staff here, and she got to go on an adventure with a foster parent. She got to play with other dogs. But then one night she laid down, crossed the Rainbow Bridge, and joined her dad. Alan's story goes to show us that good pet owners don't come in a single flavor. Policies that exclude adopters on arbitrary grounds like fences, they, they do more harm than good. And I am thankful to whomever approved Alan's adoption, but not near as thankful as Alan and Betty. So Best Friends Animal Society is a national organization working to make the United States no-kill by 2025. As a part of that commitment, they are investing in important life-saving work in Northwest Arkansas. And here to talk to us about that work in Northwest Arkansas is their senior, senior programs manager, Jackie Roach. Welcome, Jackie. And, hey, Paul. Uh, thank you. You're welcome. Thanks for coming. Thank you for taking the time out to talk with us. And um, I know, like most of us, you're very busy and having crazy days, but I do appreciate you taking this moment. To start out, I wonder if you could tell us a little bit about yourself and what led you to your work with Best Friends. Sure. So, Wow. You know, I actually worked in e-commerce and retail buying for most of my career. I got involved in helping animals when I started volunteering as an adoption counselor for the Nebraska Humane Society in Omaha, Nebraska. And that was probably maybe about 15 years ago, I suppose. And then I, I founded a foster-based rescue organization about 11 years ago, and that really kind of you know, really brought me into animal animal welfare and, you know, gaining a greater understanding of the work and the mission and the need. And, you know, so I don't know, probably maybe four, no, it was longer ago than that. Five, six years ago, I kind of just sat down and, and took a, an inventory of where, where I was and thought, you know what, I'm going to make a career change. I really want to work in animal welfare. I feel like I've got, I've got value to add to the mission and to the work. And so I changed careers pretty late in life. And, um, and so this has been a really good fit for me. I moved to Northwest Arkansas three years ago, and this particular job has really allowed me to dig in and learn about the needs here in Northwest Arkansas specifically. And I'm getting to know the rest of the state and, you know, where the needs are throughout the state. And it's given me an opportunity to immerse myself in all the possibilities that can help us save more lives. So that's kind of kind of quick, but yeah. Well, that's awesome. Well, we're glad that you <laughs> made it. glad you made it to Northwest Arkansas. And we know that Best Friends has several initiatives in Northwest Arkansas, and we're going to try to go over a few of those. The biggest being your Pet Resource Center, which you're building in Bentonville. Tell us a little bit about what a Pet Resource Center is and what services you guys will provide when it opens up. Oh, sure. This is really an exciting project. And I'm, I, you know, well, I'll get into that in a little bit. But, you know, we've been working on this project now for for over three years. And, 
now that we've broken ground and the construction has started, I see progress every day. So it's so exciting. But yeah, so the Best Friends Pet Resource Center is really designed entirely around integrated services for both ends of the leash. So the center will be, it's intended to be really a best in class model and a true community supported shelter that will really help to demonstrate how we can serve pets and our communities across the country. And it will also fill a local service gap need in Northwest Arkansas. You know, once, once it's built, we envision the space to improve the lives of families and pets in the community. It will be the largest facility for animals in the region. We're estimating it will serve about 13,000 dogs and cats each year services. Let's see. Well, the the best part about it, in my opinion, is the medical clinic. We will have low-cost spay and neuter services, low-cost wellness, and even some, you know, other types of surgeries for folks that wouldn't normally be able to afford, afford that care for their pets. Life-saving, of course, which, you know, for us, that means adoption and foster programs, volunteer programs, working with community cats and offering TNR resources. We do a lot of transporting and transferring animals from one location to another. We really want to facilitate getting pets from areas that have a lot of animals in to areas where they have the capacity to take additional animals. So we also want to want to help people that want to keep their pets. And so we call that pet owner retention. And so we want to work with folks that are having some challenges you know, it might be behavior challenges, or maybe there's some medical challenges, and and they might have thought that the only option was to give up their pet, and we would like to work with them to, to help them keep their pet. And there will be lots of education spaces and other spaces just, you know, for people to enjoy and interact with the with the space and with their pets and and have a really fun time. You know, I think, you know, shelters get a a bad rap sometimes, you know, I hear sometimes people are like, well, I don't want to go to an animal shelter. They're they're It's sad or it's depressing. And, you know, really to me, they're full of hope. And so it's my hope that this resource center can, can help shift a culture. Um, Right. Yeah. Talking about the, the culture shift, you mentioned doing both, both sides of the leash, which I think as a, as the animal welfare industry is realizing that uh, you know, that's what it is. I mean, you can't remove pets from people or people from pets. So the the center is really taking that approach and saying, we're building this large building, but we're not building kennels. We're building things to help keep animals out of kennels. Is that correct? That is absolutely correct. And we want to help support, and I, I wasn't very clear about this, we want to help support the organizations that are already here on the ground doing this incredible work. You know, we've got a number of municipal and private brick and mortar shelters within Northwest Arkansas. Everyone's full, you know, everyone's short staffed and, you know, we want to be able to help and, and, you know, hopefully, you know, make, make it a little easier on the staff and volunteers of, of some of these other organizations by, you know, holding events or allowing them to showcase their animals at the center or even just providing services for their adopters post-adoption. 
Whereas maybe a service that you guys are able to do at the resource center, each individual agency couldn't necessarily afford or have the resources to do that on their own. But by, you know, sharing and combining and doing all of this in, in you know, a centralized location, then, you know, that makes that sort of resource available to everyone in the region. Uh, which Yeah, it really does. It really does. And you think about the budget and the staffing of, of all the individual shelters. And it is, it's a lot of work. And, you know, if you think of one person calls in sick or can't make it into work that day, it just adds to, you know, extra burden of just the basics of cleaning and, and feeding the animals, you know, and I, I just think it's a real challenge in all of our shelters. Yeah, that's well. I think it's great to me. It's it's a real exciting concept and one that I hope we're able to to flesh out here and 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 replicate elsewhere. You know that that best friend started in Utah and then has grown uh, to and it provides support to organizations all around the country. Though so they have significant operations in Atlanta, Los Angeles, Houston. You know, Northwest Arkansas isn't usually on the same list as those you know giant cities. Uh, why did Best Friends look at Northwest Arkansas and say, hey, we want to try something here? Well, I think, you know, what's really interesting to me is that this whole thing started with a group of citizens from Bentonville, actually, who got together and they were concerned that there, there, that there was a resource gap, that there was a, a service gap, I guess, in Bentonville specifically without having an animal shelter. And so they started they started the work of putting together what would this look like what would it cost what kind of services would we want to provide and best friends stepped in and helped complete an assessment of the whole northwest arkansas area to to understand whether or not um, the area could support and whether or not there was a need so it really kind of happened organically but i think it makes sense because if i think you know, Northwest Arkansas has this whole legacy of a community that's going to pursue really bold and innovative solutions. And I think that sets this region apart locally and nationally. So I, I think it's just a really great fit. And I love the fact that we see both urban shelter locations here in Northwest Arkansas, and, and we've got a lot of uh, rural shelters in Northwest Arkansas and, and, and throughout the state. And I think that really offers a, an interesting view on the perspectives of both. Yeah. Cool. cool. I mean, that's, I mean, and again, it's, it's always, you know, great when, uh, you know, things just kind of organically, you know, grassroots develop like that and is able to help bring something like that here to our area. And you're doing, you know, you're waiting on the resource center. It's being built and but you already have several active staff and initiatives going on already. You know, you're not just sitting waiting for this building to be built. One of those is your life saving center that's already open. So so where is the life saving center and what does it do? What are the services there? Okay, sure. The life saving center is located, it's in Bentonville. It's at 210 Prairie Lane. And if anybody is familiar with Cool Wag Dog Daycare. The owners there built this amazing space for dog daycare and dog boarding. And they also have dock diving and they have, there's a pool and, and they have dock diving events there. It's a really fun space. Well, the owners there were talking with me. This has probably been a couple years ago. 
And I was talking about, I really wanted to have a space to start programming here now. And they said, well, we're building this space and and we had plans to build this other building, but we weren't, you know, we weren't really quite ready to operate this other building, but we could go ahead and build the building. You can lease it. And then when you move out, you know, we'll, we'll do whatever we're going to do with the building. So that's exactly what happened. And we moved in and we have started helping cats, cats within the region and from some of the area shelters in Arkansas. And when I say area, you know, probably within about a three to four hour radius of Northwest Arkansas, where they were truly at risk of being killed for time or space. And we were able to bring some of these these cats into the center, take care of them, get them spayed and neutered and vaccinated and fixed up and, and adopted into some wonderful homes. And um, so we started to expand the program to include dogs. And um, the dogs aren't actually staying at the life-saving center. They're in foster care. And we've had a really tremendous success in, in finding dog fosters. In fact, today, I believe we are welcoming a group of dogs from Pine Bluff, Arkansas, that are coming in and going straight into foster homes. And so we've really started to do some of that work. So lots of volunteer opportunities, both at the, at the life-saving center, helping helping with adoptions and helping enrich and and take care of the cats that are there and transporters helping to move these animals from the shelters to the area, as well as foster homes. And I I think people who listen to the podcast will be interested to know that Tucker, who was featured on a previous podcast, was one of the dogs that benefited from uh, your foster program. You guys did a a pro, you know, had a, a meet and greet or an adoption event. And we sent some dogs and Tucker was fostered and he was a dog that had been with us for a while. So we know a good shepherd. We have already seen tangible benefits from that particular program and we appreciate it. And I know Tucker does too, because I know. He's yeah, right. I mean, you know, animals just, they don't belong in a cage. They don't belong in a shelter. It's a, even the best, most beautiful shelter in the world is still a cage for an animal Mm -hmm. and it's stressful and it's not healthy for them mentally or physically. And the more we can get animals into foster care and then moving them onto their, you know, to their adoptive home, the better off the animals are going to be and the healthier the animals are going to be. Yes, we are uh, 100% pro foster. I I know I'd rather spend time in a home than a kennel. Uh, Right. I know. I mean, how boring (laughs) and awful would that be? Yeah. No. Yeah. So another regional project that Best Friends is spearheading is the Northwest Arkansas Paw Coalition. And this is a diverse group of area animal welfare organizations. And you've already, Best Friends has awarded hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of grants to coalition members, including here at Good Shepherd. Uh, Can you tell us a little bit about, you know, Northwest Arkansas Paw Coalition, what it's about and what its plan, the plans are for the coalition? I would love to. I, I get really passionate about the coalition because I don't think that we can... I don't think we're going to, we need the coalitions and communities, animal welfare communities to work together in order to save more lives. So a coalition is just simply an organization where members commit to an agreed upon purpose and shared decision, and they work together towards that goal. And we as a group decided that, you know, one of the things that was important to us was to have diversity in members. 
So we have shelters, we have rescue groups, foster-based rescue groups, we have funders, we have spay and neuter organizations, both municipal shelters and charitable private shelters and organizations helping both dogs and cats. We've agreed to share data and report data and be very transparent. And we've agreed to this, you know, mutual benefit of networking and professional development. And it's, I think it's really amazing. It, it grew so fast. And, you know, I talked to other coalition leaders all over the country and they're amazed. I think we have 38, maybe 39 member organizations in a really relatively short period of time. And that just, I mean, that just goes to show that this is already an area where, where people really care and, and they're ready to collaborate. They're ready to work together. And, and that really makes all the difference. And so our common goal of the coalition, the the Northwest Arkansas Partnership for Animal Welfare is that we want to save every dog and every cat in shelters in Northwest Arkansas shelters that can be saved. And we're going to do that through networking with the coalition. We're going to do that through uh, life-saving programs and best practices, uh, which includes like TNR and foster and adoption and community cat programs. And, and we're going to make data-driven decisions. And And um, yeah, I was just say that the, it's been, you know, my experience with the coalition has been really positive and it is impressive. I mean, just like any industry or any group, you know, there are, in animal welfare, there's a lot of compete, you know, competition and mindsets, and sometimes that could get a little unproductive. But we haven't had that issue, I and mean, I think everybody has come together. Again, we've seen tangible benefits here at Good Shepherd from the coalition, including the grants. But also, you know, last year when there was a a big hoarding issue in Omaha, Arkansas. I reached out through the coalition Facebook group and and everybody, you know, we had all sorts of, we had foster based rescues there and the spay and neuter group there, you know, so all of these people came together to help solve a problem. Groups that normally or traditionally in animal welfare may not have spoken to each other or worked well together, came together and intervened for the benefit of over, I think, 40 dogs. So um, and that was amazing. That was really yeah. amazing. And, you know, we can all get so busy and, our work is, is, can be very exhausting and it's easy to just kind of put your blinders on and and do your day to day, but there are people that want to help. And, you know, when, when one organization helps another, and then if they need help that, you know, it's going to come around 360 and, you know, and we're seeing that in the numbers. Yeah. And I think when, you know, when you work together, you know, you're, your impact can be exponential, exponential. you know, it's the, as opposed to 30 organizations, just kind of each one going in its own direction, doing its own thing. When they're, when, when you come together and, and you have some cohesiveness, you really start to, to, you know, stretch those dollars and resources in efficient, more efficient ways in ways that you couldn't, could never do on your own. So it's, right. it's great to, to have so many organizations in one region working together and, and the region is benefiting from it. And we do know that Best Friends also places a high value on professional education, training, and development. And uh, one example of this is the postgraduate executive leadership certificate program that Best Friends developed with Southern Utah University. And you and I both recently went through that program. Uh, yeah, congratulations and, on your on completion. 
Thank you. You too. I mean, it was uh, intensive. <laughs> it was a lot of work. It was I mean, so good though. I mean, just, I mean, talk about, you know, putting a bunch of stuff in your head, but, but really lots of great information and lots of good of network building and just, you know, problem solving even in class. So that was, it was great. So, and I mean, I was real honored to have been a part of it. And again, Good Shepherd will benefit from that. We are, we've already, you know, improved things here from some of the things that I've learned. Uh, why does Best Friends consider such programs important? Why invest in that sort of thing? You know, and I'm, I'm, I'm probably going to, to butcher this, but ho- hopefully you and, and your listeners can follow along. You know, there is no standard in animal welfare. There is no, and I, I'm looking for the right word and, and I'm, it's not coming to me, but it's all your standards. But, you know, I think if you, there's a, an idea that if, if, if you're, if you work for the fire department, there's, there's a way you do things. There's, you know, standards of standards of the job. Right. And in animal welfare, it varies so much. There is no standard. There is no standard professional expectation. And I think what happens is, is because of that, it becomes this afterthought and, and we, we don't think about it as a professional track and it, and it very much is we're making, we're making medical decisions, life-saving decisions, you know, in some cases managing a fleet of vehicles, you know, animal control officers and, and, a, and a, a fairly large staff. And it should be, it should be treated with the same sort of respect that one would a police department or fire department or, you know, any other city service. And I, I think it's just really important to have those sets of standards, those guidelines that, that, that guide your decision-making. And right. so, yes, Best Friends places a lot of a lot of weight on that. There is so much responsibility in the hands of somebody working in animal welfare and to make sure that, that everyone has the, the kit of tools to help them do their job is, is vital. Right. Yeah. And I, I mean, I agree. And that's, and, you know, even more so after going through the course, because I learned a lot more about other sides of the stuff that I don't necessarily work on, but, you know, agencies, other agencies do. And wow. So much going on. So, well, thank you so much for taking time out of your, your day. I know it's uh, crazy there, like it is here. Is there anything you want to just throw out there for the people listening or? You know, I just want to say that I'm, I'm, I'm thrilled that you invited me here today. I'm, I'm, I'm honored to, to be speaking with you today. I think you're doing just such a wonderful job in Eureka Springs and at Good Shepherd Humane Society. And I'm so excited that you are where you are and that, you know, your leadership is, is really important to our coalition and, and to the region. So thank you. Well, thank you. Thank you so much for saying that. And thank you for all of your work and your commitment here. And that was uh, Jackie Roach, the Senior Programs Manager for Northwest Arkansas with Best Friends Animal Society. And you can learn more about Best Friends and all their programs and projects at bestfriends.org. Thank you for listening to the Good Shepherd Podcast. Did you know that Good Shepherd is not a taxpayer-funded agency? Every dollar we spend must be raised through donations, thrift store sales, and grants. Over the last two years, we have placed over 800 animals into homes and provided nearly 1,000 low-cost spay and neuter surgeries. 
None of this is possible without community support. We need your help to continue our work. Please consider a donation of time or money to Good Shepherd. Donations can be made via Facebook or online at www.goodshepherdhumane.org. Thank you.